Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Jackie, in the new year, I'm in existential crisis. Are, I think you, are you feeling the blues? <laughs> I am, but for a very silly reason. I think I want to stop saying what's up, but I don't know that I can't. I feel like I'm, I'm pigeonholed into it. I feel like we tried this before, trying something oh, different, and, I, want and I don't think it works. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm such a creature of habit, and I can't help it. But I, I, I feel like... At some point on our very first day, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And it turned into- It stuck. It was from yeah. a video. I remember the video. We were doing like video reviews. That's um, like We'd go Facebook Live and we were yeah. doing one of the first ones and you kind of threw up a like, what's, what's up? up? Yeah, and, and then like you kind of did it again mm-hmm. and then it kind of became canon. I know. And now I'm too far in it. I am I too far in it. We're like five um, years in. We can't change it now. I know. And I'm I'm obsessed with Letterkenny. So I was like, maybe I could go like, how are you now? Or something like really like Canadian or like, you know, how you doing there? But I don't think it's going to work. I think I'm, I'm stuck. Could, I don't. We could, we could try. I mean, I might I'm, try. I'm up for trying. We okay. we tried it. I remember like a couple of years ago. We did. I had came this, up yeah. with was howdy do folks. And I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't work for our brand. That just didn't. It didn't feel right. I know. I'm Being in my personal it. life, I can do that, but I can't give a howdy do, folks, on the ghouls. How'd you do? How are you, how are you now? Like, it just doesn't, or like, hello, oh, hello. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm stuck with what's up now. So, uh, sorry, folks. <laughs> for the record, I do realize that I kind of hate myself for saying it sometimes, but now it's too, I'm too far gone. I'm sorry. What if Happy we switched? New Year. What if we switched? I say, hey, everybody. And you say, and what's, I go, up? what's up? <laughs> It feels so weird. I hate it. It does. It feels unnatural. I it hate does. it. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, happy new year one and all. And by happy new year, I mean, I hope you're surviving this miserable, dreadful new year that has been thrust upon us by the arbitrary calendar we've created for society. Um, I don't know about you, Jackie, but I'm already at an F 2022. Yeah, well, things are things are a little different on your in your camp than mine. Yeah. So I fully support your F twenty twenty. Thank you. Yeah, F twenty twenty two. First of all, you take national treasures like it ain't no thing. You know, Betty White, Bob Saget, uh, Ronnie from uh, the the Ronettes. I can't take it anymore. I can't. Um, who else? Somebody else too. Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. I mean, good good grief. And of course, we're still, I know I'm still, I'm still reeling over Betty White. I'm just, I'm salty. And also as the kind of COVID, not really disease of the world has hit my house. So I'm just, I'm just cranky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you. How like are I you said, though? You, How's your new year? So far, it's pretty nondescript. We, okay. uh, we had to do a Christmas do-over because the, the, the not COVID illness that's ravaging your family hit mine Christmas Eve. So I didn't get to see my nephew. 
my mom and I had an open presence over Zoom. Like, so last weekend we did a Christmas do-over, which was nice because nice. I got to see my niece and my nephew. I took them down to my dad's house. So we had a little bit of a extra Christmas spirit in January, which was nice. But I love it. Uh, other than that, my boss got COVID. So work has been really boring because um, obviously he's a doctor. We have no patients coming in if he's not yeah. there. So um, yeah, I haven't really gotten over that like, Christmas holiday, things are all wacky. Like I haven't gotten to that back to normal yet mm, because okay. with, you know, him, he was out the very first week on vacation and then he came back from vacation and was COVID positive. And yeah, so I haven't really started that slump of it's January. There's no holidays coming up for like the next five months. Like, you know, Jackie, why do you say those things out loud? God, I know. I'm I can't sorry. even. That is not. I know a it's already I bad enough right that we now. are in the the winter of our discontent, and and now <laughs> I'm and now I'm reminding that you that the next holiday. Well, I don't know if it's different for school, but at least for me in the corporate world, our next holiday is not until Memorial Day. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, I have a couple of rando, you know, days here and there. I, I want to stop being a poopy pants here and I want to put on my happy pants because there are a couple things, little shining beacons of light in 2022 so far for me. First mm-hmm. of them is Encanto. Mm-hmm. Why? You were like, wait, did you have a wait for shining beacons of light? No, I was I was like waiting and I wanted to hear what your shining beacons of light were. Oh, so Encanto. So- yeah. Okay. Um, because I don't know if you've watched it, which you probably haven't because you don't go run into Disney Junior like no. a Disney Plus like I do. Um, it slaps. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote a lot of it. The songs are so freaking good and I can't get them out of my head. And if you know what I'm talking about, then, you know, um, because we don't talk about Bruno is my favorite thing in the world right now. Well, I do. I do. I will say I do want to say it because I found right. out that there is an actor uh, who does a voice in this, I believe, um, that I have a real heart boner for. Who? I, I love John Leguizamo. Oh, so he's Bruno. <laughs> I love him. So like, I'm talking like, not like, you know, cool, serious actor, John Leguizamo. Yeah. But like, remember like in the nineties, like the pest and spawn when he was like in his weird comedy. Yeah. Like I love John Leguizamo wow, and then he just got okay. older and like huskier and Somehow like a little sexy he's super yeah. hot yeah, yeah no I've wanted to touch that wiener for a long time wow so, yeah he's great in this yeah yeah so I I would I think you know it see it seems like a cute movie I'd probably watch it anyway but knowing that John Leguizamo is in it mm. I I am not only so happy for all the Latino people who are getting the much needed and deserved recognition with yeah. this film, but um, also just literally just love it and love with the soundtrack, literally listen to it at work to get through my day, my dreary days. And I love it. Um, the other thing I'm so obsessed with is Letterkenny. If you have not watched Letterkenny, drop what you're doing and watch Letterkenny. For I sake. haven't. That's one of the shows that like a handful of my, you know, AJ has talked about it. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Uh, yeah. There's a group, you know, that whole group watches Letterkenny and they're yeah. like, they poop their pants over it. And it's just, we haven't gotten around to it yet. It, it is literally, I think the thing that's getting me through this this current wave of just shenanigans in my personal life it makes me so happy i quote it all the time now it's i'm obsessed i'm obsessed and then my my third beacon of light has been reading actually um getting nerding out i've got some good paul tremblay i've been like cruising through all his stuff i just finished nosferatu which i thought was really good um yeah i'm i'm reading more i think just to escape the existential dread all around me i you know it's funny that you say that this morning, I legitimately had this same exact conversation with my friend Erica, and I was telling her about how, like, I'm trying not to do the whole 2022 new year, new me mm-hmm. shenanigans, because it yeah. does, you know, I think we talked about it in our last episode that often ends in heartbreak and failure. Yeah, I said, but there are just like little things that I'm trying to change, not change, little things I'm trying to do. And I said, one of the things is like around my house every night. I like, I'm kind of like picking one task. Like the other night I cleaned out my bathroom cabinet. Like it was just a hot mess express. I filled up an entire like trash bag with old towels that we haven't touched in a year. Mm. I found makeup from like college that I'm like, did why do hug I still it? have this? Did you hug everything to see if it bought you joy and then yeah. throw it in the trash or did you just go for it? You know what? I do it a little differently. I don't, you know, I touch it to my butt. Oh, and if I, if there's a tingle, you know, it's, it's a... I don't know. Um, no, I've never, you know what? I've never, I've never about that. 
I've never prescribed to the Marie Kondo, like bring me joy thing. I'm too much of a pack rat and I will find something sentimental. But like, I'll be like this pen. I remember that I used this pen this one time when I was writing a note in my Jersey Ghouls book for a movie I liked. So I, I can't throw it away because then it'll mean I hate the movie. Like I am like, I will find the stupidest sentimental reason to keep something. So I can't do that spark joy. I have to be in that mood of spontaneous it's got to go. It's got to go. Kind of oh, thing. see, so, I'm like a villain. I'll throw anything away. Like yeah. I'm the opposite. I will <laughs> so like, if I've it's not blocked out. I'll throw yeah. It away. I've been doing like a lot of little things around the house, but I, I, you know, last year I had my reading goal. You know, I met my 20 yeah. this year. I'm doing the 22 and 22. Ooh. And honestly, I'm on track to hopefully if things continue, I can probably do more than that. Damn I have just really, I like, I've, I've made that time for myself like I'll listen to an audiobook throughout the day that's like kind of commonplace for me on the way to work or whatever but I've made myself that promise of like at least at least a half hour I'm trying for an hour of physical book reading every <coughs> night and you know I'm three books in already wow um, okay hot hot take mm-hmm. have you ever read Frankenstein no I have not and I'm embarrassed to admit it but should I I think it's so overrated. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's why I've never, I've never been able like to it. get through it. To be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair to be fair. It <laughs> is. Uh, Todd Browning basically went, oh, here's this book, Frankenstein. I'm going to call my movie Frankenstein. And that's about it. Like it is like, huh. do not think you are getting in anything like that because it's, right? it's so different. It's so ridiculously huh. different. So I know that that's not fair to Mary Shelley um, because I'm used to a monster centric movie. Yeah. Whereas these books very much revolve around the monster, but it's so much more about Victor Frankenstein and his relationships and his struggles. And it's very wordy and it, it really glosses over the creation of the monster. Yeah. Again, like, I, so I, I know that that's not fair to take something as iconic as Frankenstein and then go back to the original source material a million years late to the party. I'm, gonna, I'm listen, I, as an English major, I, or 18, you're, you're having a tough sell for me on anything from like early 1800s, early 1800s literature. You really got to be devoted. And I know I've started it and stopped it a million times and I've kind of yeah. just, so I'm it's, glad you said that. It's a tough read. Honestly, uh, and I'll, I'll complete transparency. I own the book. I started reading the, reading the physical copy and I found myself having to reread a lot because I was okay. like, wait, what is, what is that? Like just the way mm-hmm. that he speaks, yeah. um, ended up the audiobook was available through my library app. So I ended up reading along with the audiobook playing so I could actually understand, like it, it helped me comprehend it better to listen to the audiobook and read along. So Nice. If that okay. helps you in any yeah. regard, maybe do audiobook instead. That way you can kind of, but, but anyway. Oh, I, I oh sorry. It was, it was, no, it was I just, I know read. it would put me right to bed. It would. Yeah, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough read. And I, I feel bad. Like, you know, I know that she is. I know I'm such an aggressive. Science fiction yeah. I'm such an genre, aggressive like, Shelly fan. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to take away bullshit, anything yeah. from that, but I just, I think Frankenstein was so it was so tough to get through. And I was just like- I think like, it's just oh, a sign of those times. You know, writing at that time was very, a, a labor in my opinion to get through. Um, so, but I give you props yeah. for doing it, kid. Like I- know my whole thing yeah. was I wanted to, last year I read almost exclusively nonfiction books, mm. uh, modern nonfiction books. And my goal this year was to incorporate some um, historical nonfiction and also some classics. So nice. Frankenstein was my first classic. I'm currently in the middle of, um, oh, frig, I forget what it's called now. It's Shirley Jackson, but it's not oh, House of Haunted Hill. Yeah. Um, cool. We have always lived in the castle. Is what nice. I'm How's currently... that going? I haven't read that one either. It's good so far. It's yeah, I love, I really, I really love like her it. writing. I've read yeah. her entire short story collection and I've read Hill, yeah. uh, Haunting of Hill House. I love, love, love her short stories beyond just yeah. words. And I'm not like, I'm a tough sell for short stories. Like uh, it takes a lot, but God, I love her stuff. I'm actually right now I'm reading uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw, the Stephen Graham Jones book. It is, I, I just started it. It's YA-ish, but so far really well written. I'm happy with it. Um, 
I'm yeah. I see. I have the opposite problem. I go all fiction, so I have to force myself to read a little nonfiction and some historical stuff. This, this. I, you know what? And I have so many. I have a lot in my in my personal my home library. I know. I'm gonna borrow um, some too. And mm. it's just one of those things where it's like I I get excited because I have this like to be read list that's just like all of this non or all of this you know modern fiction, and I'm like, I really need to break away because I find myself getting into a rut of pretty much last year I read almost exclusively horror thriller suspense and I'm like not only do I want to read some historical nonfiction, I would like to kind of break away from the spooky scary suspenseful thriller genre because I know there's so much more out there we're gonna have to we're gonna have to switch jersey ghouls to like a classy uh, like classy movie uh broads if you keep it up you're gonna switch away from horror (laughs) so we're we're gonna be hallmark movies yeah classy movie broads we shouldn't see if anybody's done that yet we are classy movie broads we really are um speaking of classy movie broads Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about, so, uh, we, we were kind of playing with what really fits, you know, we've done a lot of winter blues episodes already and Jackie being generous threw me this bone because I know for 100% fact that this was because she loves me and she wanted me to be happy in life. And we are covering 1997's Stephen King's The Shining. Now this is the made for TV movie with a one Stephen Weber. Mm-hmm. And a one Miss Debe- Rebecca, Rebecca, excuse me, Rebecca, Rebecca Debone, Rebecca Debone is her porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> With a one Rebecca Debone, um, and a little kid who I'm, I'm thinking never worked I've, again. <laughs> I've been working. I've been working on my little kid face. <laughs> That's so good. I guys, you can't see it, but it's really good. It's accurate. <laughs> oh, I needed uh, that giggle. Cortland Mead is there that he kid's is. name. That's he was been in. He probably got some jobs. On he, you know what? He was in a ton of those like '90s kids things, like all yeah, like, like little rascals, and I think like Richie Rich and all them, all those all those kid things that happened. Still can't there. close his mouth all the way, from what I can no, tell. It's those no. teeth, man. Like I'm sorry, still dude. Can't. Like, I mean, I feel like hopefully adult. he grew out of them. Hopefully no, he, he grew. Looking up. at his picture now, he's still. Oh no! Yeah, okay, he, I didn't look him up. Still, you're gonna, you're almost gonna be. If you were to look him up, you'd probably be a little worked up because he is. Um, oh, he was Gus on on Recess. I didn't know that. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm, he was the voice. All right, Gus. stick with voice acting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he has done. Incidentally, he's done a ton of it. Um, but you're right. He's been in actually a ton of crap and. Um, well, he was in a ton of crap, to be fair. Uh, he hasn't been in much recently. But so I, I got to say, well, first of all, thank you for humoring me, Jackie, because I know no, that I this like this too. one. You do. OK, I know I do. I was I was on board with this and I was happy that we found it. Um, happy to found it on streaming. Um, so Although I just got cranky and just ordered the DVD. Yeah. Why? Why did you get impatient? Because of the commercial? I just because it was the commercials and the quality and it was taking forever to load. And I was just like, son of a bitch. OK, so. <laughs> so we found this so we found a on archive.org somebody uploaded this um commercials and all so this aired on abc from april 27th through may 1st three night event in 1997 Mm -hmm. and this was recorded on some i think it was like new hampshire yeah you know, I did uh, like the local New Hampshire commercials. Yeah, it was like New Hampshire, <laughs> Manchester, News at Nine. Um, and so, and we got all the commercials, local and That was my favorite part, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was really fun to, to actually sit back and see some of these commercials. And you don't realize how hokey the commercials are until you're suddenly like 20 years removed from the commercial. Mm, right. <laughs> Although so, but- it just made me sad. I just, I miss- the I made me pine for late nineties. God, we were so innocent and sweet and naive. Nineteen. Well, so you know? what? We're I'm I'm I know that you're a grade younger. So I was a sophomore. Yeah, I'm fifteen years old, freshman. almost sixteen. A sophomore yeah. when this comes out. So, but then this got me thinking. Now I don't have cable anymore. But do they still have like the made for TV miniseries or like the Disney Sunday night movie? Like, is it's there any really, movie event no, like they used to do? I mean, there's still big movie events. Like, for example, 
my girls and I are so pumped to watch the new Hotel Transylvania movie that just dropped on Amazon, but it's all on streaming services. Like you're just yeah, waiting. Like there's for, nothing on like NBC, there's nothing. ABC movie nights or anymore. And it's funny because the shows are all moving back to being episodic. Like uh, they like Dexter, you had to watch one episode at a time. Uh, I'm watching like the new Sex in the City one episode at a time. It's now the new trend is that, which I think is kind of cool because it makes you wait and space it out. But yeah, well, I remember that yeah. happened when we were watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, um, yeah, that and something else we started all the, watching. Recently. All the Marvel stuff too comes out once a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, they don't. I miss it. I miss made the big made-for-TV movies. I don't think there's a market for them. Big budget is now made for Hulu or made for Amazon or yeah. made for whatever the hell. And in you know. particular, I remember. It was always the Stephen King ones too. Oh God! My were... my uncle Carl is oh, a God. huge Stephen King fan, and I remember going to his house and watching some of these miniseries. Like I very specifically remember watching the Langoliers when that one was the made-for-TV movie. Like when I think of like, oh, remember when they used to do miniseries? I instantly I go to Stephen King adaptations because that's what I remember watching. Like all throughout high school, it was. I mean, that's what it. I mean, Stephen King's It was a made-for-TV miniseries. We had this one. We had Tommy Knockers. Yeah, Rose uh, Red. Langoliers. We had a ton yeah. of them. And I felt so vindicated with this one because keep in mind, this is before, like you're still dialing up into AOL at this point. The internet isn't so widely, nobody's putting their shit on and their dumb opinions on the internet yet. To be a a nerdy pop culture horror girl in 1997, shockingly, I wasn't surrounded by people who wanted to be my friend and or sleep with me. I know that might be a shock to some out there when you see me today, but sat alas back then. And imagine being a girl with the balls to hate Kubrick Shining back then. And again, for the record, I don't hate Kubrick Shining. I think it's a fucking masterpiece of a film. I just hate it as an adaptation of Stephen King's novel. And it's funny because Ken's was sick and home. And we she watched the entire thing with me. She watched, then we watched Kubrick's version. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she had so many hot takes. Like she was the first one to be like, better storytelling in the first like in the in the made for TV one. Oh yeah. She was like way scarier and way cooler to watch Kubrick's but way better story in the, in the first one. You see now, I, I kind of slightly different. Oh, okay. That's not fair. I think that Jack, Stephen Weber's Jack. Is scarier? Is scarier than Nicholson's. Because Nicholson, see, here's the thing. Here's what my thought, my initial thought right out the gate, because obviously we have to compare the two. Like you can't, we can't not compare the two. Right. And in between the two of them, Part of me goes, they actually had a character arc for yeah, Jack. A development. In the yeah. miniseries that they, they did not have in the movie. Nah, he and then an I go, the well, the miniseries had like four to five what was, or six hours to, to develop, develop that mm-hmm. where Kubrick didn't. Right. But you know what? Kubrick wasted a shitload of time on all of his symbolism when he could have been having actual characters and not one-dimensional oh, jack Nicholson. who needs who needs characterization when you could put up a fucking long shot down a long fucking corridor or hallway in a kubrick film <laughs> am i right oh kubrick fans oh yeah, kubrick i, I don't i fun. don't yeah i don't dislike kubrick shining um no, it's a good movie but again like i don't like that Jack Nicholson played the character as an asshole from the get-go. Like right. you never and got the sense that he was maniacal, ever a loving right. family. From, from the beginning. family right. man. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Um, yeah. And like, there was, you know, there's no redemption for his character. Not that every Not. character needs redemption, but I don't know. Like it just, you know, and he made Wendy, Kubrick made Wendy so weak. Well, cause Kubrick he was a misogynist made, prick. Yeah. He, he made <laughs> Wendy such a weak character that it was just like i mean she definitely had the maternal you could see that she was trying to protect her child yeah but for so much of it she was just like a wet paper towel yeah she (laughs) she's just a (laughs) sniveling little shit and again i like and by design she was forced to be that way and so here's okay you're right it's impossible to compare i'm gonna say right now rebecca de mornay so much better for wendy so much first of all so much hotter right i'm just gonna say it like i always had a secret girl crush on her because of uh 
What's the Tom Kariski business? I've always okay. thought she was gorgeous. So I have a lady boner for her. Right. Um, and I think, I think in a weird way, what her character goes through is harder to watch for me than than Shelley Duvall's character of Wendy because like you said Jack's a dick from the get-go in the original mm-hmm. and I think she I think Re- like Rebecca Duvernay's character gets put through the ringer a little more and I think she's more aware of the hotel and has to go like whereas Shelley Duvall the worst she gets is the weird BJ right and then yeah. she runs off. And again, like uh, there's not to take away from Kubrick and not to even argue that like the quality of film, cinematography, all that crap. But at the end of the day, the storytelling itself is so much more valued and so much better done in the 1997 version. Now, I I was surprised to hear that the, the special effects were still effective because Ken's was like, no, I'm still pretty creepy you know honestly you know most of the practical effects yeah you're you're hitting on a couple of the things I wrote down that when Jack is for lack of a better term kind of possessed by the house and he gets that like dark eyes like I said that the possessed Jack is a scary Jack and I also have the note that I like in this version being more true to the book Wendy gets a taste of the supernatural she gets to experience the house she gets like it makes through it it makes so much more sense that all three of them are experiencing something when the house is supposed to be another character like another evil character in the story right it makes so much more sense that all three of them would be experiencing things maybe not at the same time but in their own time that you again like just Kubrick was all show and no substance and for some people that works and I know that there's a million and five conspiracy theories about which way that the can of tomato soup is pointing in the pantry when Holleran is giving them the first tour and all that bullshit in room the net the Apollo shirt yeah yeah like (laughs) I I get you know what if that's how you want to spend your time far be it for me to stop you you go spend your time on that I'm gonna be a normal thinking human being (laughs) I mean, I enjoyed the documentary, but it's a little. Silly. I got I got halfway through it and was like, "Fuck all of you! Like, find something better to do with your life. Oh, like, God. Please find something better." I'm to in do no place. Like, dude, I am sitting around like playing like Candy Crush on my phone. I'm in no position to tell people to find something better to do with their lives. Um, but that's fair. That I even I was like, "Well, that's a little silly." Um, so I have to say, one of the things I love, love, love about this miniseries is how well it plays with this theme of like forgiveness and redemption and just the the, the difficulty of familial navigating like adulthood womanhood childhood whatever uh motherhood parenthood i think the struggle that jack goes through in the the miniseries like when he takes that drink you're so pained by it like whereas like when jack nicholson is like yeah whoever he's a fucking asshole you know like and like when she finally has to like literally beat him up and like and she gets beat the crap out of her Rebecca Duarte's character yeah. I'm like girl would you survive taking a mallet to the back like when he cracks her right in the back with it I'm like she's paralyzed there's no way she's getting yeah, up well that's I, I was really I, I it's been a long time since Me I've too. seen this miniseries yeah. and I forgot that they actually show Wendy getting her beat down oh like that's so bad yeah. they really don't do that I mean in Kubrick's movie Wendy is more psychologically damaged Agreed. than physically in the book. And in this, like in the book, it ends with like Wendy in a back brace mm-hmm. and like, she, she is, she is see jacked effects, up. Right? <laughs> yeah. You see the effects of everything that happened in the miniseries. Everything's perfectly fine. Um, but that's TV in 1997 for you, that it all gets wrapped up in like a pretty little bow. And um, I hate that his, he's Tony. I hate that part. Like yeah, I know it's from you know the what? book. And, I I had the note I'm like why are we seeing fucking stupid right but then I you know going back I I did a little bit of a a listen of the audiobook of The Shining and kind of skipped around to bigger parts oh smart yeah yeah and then I was like oh yeah it's been again a while since I've read the book and I forgot that yeah faithful to the book that's how it really was and And I'm so used to I'm so used to the finger and and the whole. Me too. That maybe is one in my that's one thing I will give the the movie over the book I like I like not seeing Tony. I like that Tony is the boy in his mouth and you just get the little finger thing. I'll yeah, give that to Kubrick. That's one to Kubrick. Yep. He doesn't get much else. Also, um, I like, <laughs> I really like the way 
the, I think the boiler is so important. I think that the, the fact that Kubrick chose to completely eliminate that makes sense. I, I think the iconic frozen to death in the maze is so smart and like just visually, there's no taking that away from him, right? Like the scariness mm-hmm. to me, what Kubrick did the best was take out, was add the maze. And what was the scariest thing in my humble opinion of that whole film, besides the twins, which is jarring when you're little, is uh, when he when he chases them through the maze. Because when you're a kid, it, being chased by an adult is terrifying as a prospect, um, especially a kid who is kind of abused and messed up to begin with. But then the, how Danny outsmarts him and everything is so brilliant. It does take away from, from Wendy's role in all of it, but mm-hmm. it is so brilliant and so scary and then when that iconic shot of him frozen in the snow is so good yeah i know the maze the maze is definitely cooler than yeah than the animal topiaries agreed agreed gotta give them that i'm not ever afraid of the topiaries although uh, and again they were just experimenting with cgi at that time so you can't fault them for the special effects but yeah yeah what are you like what are they gonna do they're gonna like what am i gonna get a a, a like a thorn like what's what's the threat here i'm a little confused the animal is the animal gonna eat me where am i gonna just be stuck in the shrub like what why am i scared of this thing because i'm not but again it's it's interesting now the one question that just rings through my mind and again every time i revisit the shining it's nice because i'm at a different point in life and i see it differently is just resonating with wendy because i think people often villainize her and like, are like, well, why wouldn't she just leave? Why wouldn't she? Why would she ever stay with Jack? Why would yeah. she? And especially in this miniseries, it's like she stays with the guy because she loves him, and he's got a he's got a disease. He's got a freaking eating like a drinking like a he's an alcoholic like. Yeah. And he makes mistakes, and he's kind of shitty to her. And what I like about the that middle of the movie is it's like how much of this shittiness is him? How much of the shittiness is already the possession by the hotel? How much does she put up with that she shouldn't? Is this an emotionally abusive relationship? Has it ever been a good relationship? You know, it's just so interesting to me because I think people are such, so judgy and so quick to be like, well, I would just pass up and left him the first time he hurt the kid. And like, okay, cool, cool beans. You're cool. But it's fascinating. And I constantly play the game in my head of what would I do in her shoes? I don't know if if my husband I, who's yeah. a baby. I mean, I can't I you know. can't speak to being in that kind of situation with a kid also involved. Yeah, but I can speak to I was in a relationship with someone who was an alcoholic, and I was always one of those. You know, oh, I'd leave, I'd leave. Right. And three years later, I was still there, going, right. I'm I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave. So. It's, I mean, it is did, tough because you left, you're, which is yeah. what you needed to do. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you can't help, but be naive. And you're like, well, if I do X, Y, and Z, it'll change the person or, right. or if they get a little change. help. It'll just change them. You know, in one therapy session is going to change them completely. It'll be fine. You know, it's like, right. so it's, it's, yeah, it is, it is kind of tough because I, I, I'm going to be honest the, the, my, my ex had cats and part of me is like well what if I leave and he doesn't take care of the cats because he's drunk and passed out and then the cats die and then it's my fault and I couldn't take the cats with me it's like you, you end up making all these different excuses you do when right? you're too afraid to leave which is the situation that I was in and I can't speak to everybody that's ever been in that situation but me personally I was at a point where I you know went through some I was never physically abused, but definitely verbally. And I didn't think that I could make it on my own. Basically, I needed to be dependent on him and I couldn't make it on my own. Like, there's no way I could afford my own rent. There's no way I could live by myself. I'm too afraid to live by myself. And, you know, and then you would just end up getting to your breaking point. And luckily I got to my breaking point and I pieced the fuck out of there. And then you kind of look back and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I'm really Mm -hmm. surprised, like looking back you know, almost a decade later, like, wow, like I really stuck around way too long. So, I mean, don't we all, I mean, it's, 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 it's the story, right? It's how it goes. And, and I find myself constantly being like, well, was she wrong to stay? Was she being neglectful to Danny? Like the Danny had such a good relationship with him, you know, like it's so hard, man. And like I said, like I, you know, I've been with my husband for a really long time. He's always been a great provider and husband and whatever, 
you know, he's never once been anything but a great, a, a perfectly acceptable father. If he messed up and did something and was down that path, would I just leave? No, probably not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'd stay and try to help. But again, that fine line between like, when are you letting yourself be victimized and putting your kids at risk versus when are you genuinely trying to save someone and, and someone you love? And I think that this movie plays and the book does too play so beautifully that. And King as a recovering addict must've been like, bro, I was him, right? I mean, yeah. seen with the kid with, when he's teaching, King was so guilty of writing himself as a, like, and that's one of the things as a teacher, I'm such a sucker for all his characters because they're all fucking teachers like us, you know, like you can't help it. Like, and so how much of it was a little autobiographical? Did he ever, was he ever abusive to, to Joe and all the rest of them? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's interesting. And I really enjoy this film. I think it's very scary. I think the way that the, they bring the hotel to life and characterize the hotel is so much more effective. Mm-hmm. I am terrified of that place in in both films, to be fair, but in in especially in this one, I feel like the hotel has a power that's almost I, and I'm a sucker for the scene at the end where like the scene with the take your medicine pop where which I always thought was such a scary line in the film. I mean, in the mm-hmm. book that I wish they used in the movie. And when he kind of fights the monster of the hotel, it's so touching to me, like as a parent. You never yeah. want to hurt your kid. And, you know, so when he like hugs him and he's like, get out of here, go. Like, it's like, Meh. yeah, <laughs> there's no yeah. redemption for Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And again, like that's the benefit with the miniseries is they let Jack have a character arc. We yeah. got to see Jack as a loving, normal, regular guy before he gets the job. We got yeah. to see, I like that we got to see kind of the slow descent into who he ended up becoming you know with like I said with Nicholson he was a dick before he even got a job there and then he gets the job there and within like the first day he's shitty to Wendy and then suddenly he wants to kill his family yeah he's 100% shitty all the time yeah I'm like what are you what are you doing like it made it made zero sense he doesn't even say thank you when she brings a breakfast in bed that irks my soul that part just irks the shit out of me he's Um, yeah he's very seldom a nice person and yeah like you don't want to be around him like he just he's kind of a dick from the no you don't whereas the other jack you're like okay i could see loving this man i could see you know him the other i have to say the one thing that makes me want to punch somebody in the face is when his ghost shows up on the stage and is like howdy ho neighbor like oh my god it's so my note at the end is why is the weird kid still sitting on stage because like there's this whole moment we're like Danny's like on stage and he yeah. sees the ghost of his you know father and like he blows him a yeah. kiss or something yeah, and like, like the kids just, and nobody sees it but him so here's just this weird kid just standing there on stage <laughs> that's what we said catching a kiss catching I a kiss. said we said we were cracking up because we were like well now the weird kid's doing a weird thing on stage yeah what's like, he doing? What's he doing? bad enough he's got the shining so you know he's weird you know he's like talking to ghosts and shit but yeah <laughs> That's so funny. I I was so annoyed. I was like, get the fuck off this. Yeah. And like, as someone who's ran graduation before, all <laughs> everybody's thinking is, let's go, let's go, let's go. This keep this below four hours, please. Like, <laughs> now everybody's gonna fucking stand on the stage for pictures <laughs> with their dead parents. Like, it's just everybody's all I catching think- kisses. Everybody's catching. <laughs> no kisses time for catching fake kisses, motherfucker. Keep moving. <laughs> I want to get home by nine. (laughs) So one of the benefits that this movie or this miniseries does have is that the teleplay is written by Stephen King. Stephen King goes whole ass into this movie. He Um, does. And it is directed by one of our very best friends, Mick Garris. My bestie. You might remember him as someone who spent an entire day with us. No big deal. No big deal. We're besties. I mean, Um, and I was quite happy that I was looking for them the whole time because I knew Stephen King was going to be making a cameo. Mm -hmm. So I was looking to see if Mick Garris made a cameo as well. And in uh, the beginning, I think it was a beginning of episode two when Jack is at the AA meeting. well, Mick Garris stands up and he, yeah, oh, in the, in the so AA sad meeting. I missed it. I got to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, I yeah, he's, he's, ah. the, I was like, there he is. And then of he course, Stephen loved. King is the, the zombie band leader. I know he's such a hambo. I love it. I love Me that too. he pops himself Fuck it, he in. deserves it. You know he's what? He's, Stephen he's, King. He's, Cause he's like, I'm Stephen King. Fuck you. Yeah. And Fuck you know what? He you. has, <laughs> when you're Stephen King, you have every right. 
Oh my God. It's like, this is my life. My daughter just texted me and went, oh my God, there's so much to fill you in on dance moms. And I had to, I have to admit, I'm like, oh shit, can't wait. <laughs> you um, dance moms. You dance moms. I know we love ourselves some dance moms. So the other thing about Stephen King writing it too, is that I think the themes, like this idea that like alcoholism, mental health issues can really possess a person, can change them fundamentally, can make them do things they would never ordinarily do. And the question of whether or not it like that changes you and who you are and all those amazing thematic things that I, and beautiful familial tragedy that I love about Stephen King are also so there. So for me, it was just, it was just a pure joy to revisit. I remember freshman year, awkward AF me just being beyond herself excited, like would sit there with my Stephen King books in my arms watching for three hours for three nights in a row with living my best life. I mean, this really was just a, a love story to anybody who loves Stephen King as much as people like us do. Um, yeah, yeah it's, I, it was nice to have, it was nice to have something from Stephen King. You know, when yes. you have the source material and then he's the one being involved, like I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, even with its faults, you can give it a pass because obviously yeah. it's Stephen King approved. Mick Garris, who has done numerous adaptations so for King. Good. So it's yeah. like, I'll, I'll give it all a pass because it has their stamp of approval on it. So a hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's when you strip it down, it's a, it's a decent movie for what it is. There is, uh, there is definitely pros and cons of this movie. And I think there are pros and cons of Kubrick's movie. Uh, agree uh, you know i know that a purist might or, or not a purist but like i don't know maybe i'm going to be an asshole here but i'm going to say that most people are going to turn their nose up at the miniseries because they're like oh but correct. stanley kubrick yeah, jack correct. nicholson blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. and you know that's, that's i got fine. my film degree on wikipedia yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just feel like you're 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 missing out on what it could have been I mean, like I said, I feel like Kubrick just, and I'm talking out of my ass, but I feel like he took a very well-known author's story and was like, cool, yeah, I'm going to totally do The Shining. And then like, just kind of stood on those shoulders and be like, but I'm going to make a movie that I want. And yeah, it's like- and good for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's Whatever, like you when, do you, dude. Yeah, it, it's like when, you know, I've said like, like the like other adaptations of things, like if you call it like Fear Street, the miniseries Fear Street, if you called it something different, I probably would have liked it a lot more, but you called it Fear Street. So I'm expecting Fear Street and you didn't give me Fear Street kind of thing. And I think this is the same thing. I think anybody in, you know, 1980 that went to see this movie because they loved the book and oh my God, like I would love to know the reaction of people in 1980 that like were hardcore Stephen King fans. Like they probably walked out of the theater like, what the fuck did I just watch? Because that wasn't The Shining. That right, and I'm glad- Shining. I'm so glad I, cause I would have been livid and you know, it's funny. Cause like I said, like going into it, get, getting to watch it all through my daughter, watching it for the first time was so fun. I will say she was like, she's like twins, man. They creep me out, bro. <laughs> like just twins. I was like, just twins in general, what they do, what they do to you. And then uh, she did, she was not at all moved by the, the blood coming out of the elevator. She was, I think it's been mocked in pop culture so often that she was just like, no, oh, yeah. that's that. That's what that is. Okay. I get it. Like, so she was, she was not, I mean, she's not easily scared though, to be fair, to be fair. Say, there's, there's things way scarier than a whole bunch of blood coming mm -hmm. out. Like it's just, you know, and it's kind of a comical amount of blood. So maybe at one point it was scary, but like, that's kind of funny how much blood and agree. It is. It's, it's been, almost, it's yeah, been it's mocked ridiculous. in pop culture so it's much. So that much it's like, that it's, yeah yeah um yeah so i the other so if, if it's okay to pivot do you have any other notes about the film itself i'd like to dive into these commercials a little bit and 1997 nostalgia for a moment oh my god so we had said when we found out that it was you know we found this you know found this online and i said it's you know it's a 1997 somebody uploaded their vhs tapes and i said we've got commercials too we were both very excited yes we were and the majority of what I wrote down about the commercials, it's really, it's a lot of movie trailers. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of movie well, trailers. And like it the, was made for us. The very first commercial is a movie trailer. The very first commercial, as I'm sitting there with my little pen, I have like the number one written down. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this first commercial is going to be. It's a trailer. It's a trailer for a movie that came out in 1997. It's trailer. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this movie, Little Marissa. Movie. 
uh, called Con Air. Um, <laughs> I sorry. nearly crapped my pants and then I immediately stopped it and like started to record a video so I could send it to AJ because yes. we're going to do a little tie in my other yes. podcast, The List We Missed. Um, our episode just dropped about Con Air. What? So, when did that drop? How did I? That's it. I got to go. I got to yeah. go listen. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm we so decided to do, do something a little bit different and we made it the list that AJ missed. And we, <laughs> he, he agreed to watch a movie that he has never seen that I love. So um, yeah, very, very excited about that. So yeah, you should check out the list we missed. We'll put the link below and you can hear us talk about Con Air. But yes, good. Because I need the- to cleanse my palate after listening to your uh, Slumdog Millionaire episode. Because holy fuck balls you two have no problem just shitting on some of the men some some solid solid movies huh <laughs> we pooped all over it but again, poopy pants <laughs> to be fair i to thought fair. that movie was going to be a rom-com i thought it was going to be a rom-com i've said it before that's fair no it's fair i and you guys weren't wrong is the thing like i was like they're not wrong. Like the whole time it was like, now I am such a Danny Boyle fan. I think he's a just a profoundly interesting director, but I, you're, you were wrong. I mean, listen, I, I just shit all over last night in Soho. So I'm not coming home at anybody about shit on movies. Everybody else loves. I thought it was funny though. Cause every time I go to listen to you guys, I'm like, I'm almost scared now. Cause I like never know. Like I'm excited to listen to, to the, the next couple episodes. Cause I feel like they went well relatively, but I'm, yeah. I can't wait to listen to Con Air. Yeah. My big issue with the commercials. Well, first of all, 1997, Ellen came out. Uh, that's one of my notes that like, that's, so this apparently aired right at the time when Ellen's big coming out yeah. episode happened. Which just speaks volumes about how far we've come with LGBTQ yeah. rights. And like, cause when I think about that being my freshman year in high school, I remember being so excited. I remember it being such a feeling like such a monumental moment. The other, <laughs> uh, Jackie, I hope you sent away for your 3D glasses because <laughs> TGIF is going to be in 3D. Like I was like, it was so cute and so quaint. And like, like they were so excited. They were like, don't forget to get your glasses for your, now meanwhile, there's entire like 3D, 3D TVs came and went. Like people were like, yeah. that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, what, you need glasses for that? Yeah. Like that's what (laughs) there was a lot of commercials where like uh saturn is a car oh my car company that no longer exists yeah p.s my mother still has her saturn no she does she loves her saturn i think my brother had she's had that car for 17 years i think that she fucking made a good car (laughs) but the person the spokesperson for that commercial was a baby jim gaffigan the comedian no way. Yes, huh. that was baby Jim Gaffigan. I, I missed him and I missed because I love what do you mean Marks has bite Johnny? I still love yeah. those commercials. Mark's you pointed out to me. So good. Yeah, Nick so Swartzen. Nick, baby little Nick baby Swartzen. Nick Swartzen. We missed so many. I bet you there were so many more I missed. Here's where I got all worked up and I had a very Marissa moment. Fucking inflation can suck a big <laughs> one. Because when I'm watching these commercials, I used to think back in little sweet 1997 me. I used to call the local pizzeria, which P.S. I lived in right outside New York City. So it was mwah, chef's kiss good. Okay. Little me would call the pizzeria for 20 bucks. You would get two pizzas, an order of, of like mussels and red sauce with nice loaf of Italian bread, a drink and tip for 20 bucks. For 20 I bucks. can't even get one pizza. For no, 20 bucks. You yeah. get a large pizza now and put a single topping on it. They're like, oh, cool. 23 bucks. 30, yeah. 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like my local pizzeria, I order usually Friday nights. I get one large cheese pizza and then I'll get like something else with almost, even if I just get the pizza, it's like 23 bucks for one yeah. large pizza delivered. And you know what? I'm about done with these delivery charges too. I'll tell you that much, Jackie, not to be an old lady yelling at the clouds on my lawn. (laughs) Serious. Like we sit here and we're like, you know, we don't feel like spending a ton of money. Like we don't want to go because you go out to like Chili's or you go out to like Longhorn Steakhouse. You're spending 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Honestly, when you you get like a large pizza, Mm -hmm. maybe you throw a topping on it. You get yourself some onion rings or mozzie sticks. Maybe you grab a drink, maybe not. But then when you have the delivery fee yep. plus the tip, yep. you're, I, I have you spend easily 50 spent bucks. $45 on pizza night. Same. Pizza night's usually about 50 bucks for me now. Cause I have, I, mm-hmm. I have four amounts of feed. And I'll tell you this, go to the drive-thru, go to the Mickey D's. 
and you i'm still dropping 40 bucks for four people like happy meals are not cheap anymore they're like 10 bucks 10 12 bucks for a value meal and and now my kids don't even eat like the little kid ones anymore now they eat full-on ones like like now they have grown up yeah they eat the grown-up meals i I saw i saw recently i don't even remember if it like popped up on facebook or what but it was somebody took a picture of the drive-thru at taco bell from the 90s like remember oh, when like a soft taco was 89 cents yeah it was like 60 cents yeah you could yeah dude i remember the, that same pizzeria that i sorted from two slices and a little a little soda for two dollars dude now yeah. you couldn't get a slice for two dollars i don't think you can't get a drink for two dollars it's all crazy fucking, you it's know what nuts. i'm done i'm done i'm such an old lady yelling at the clouds right now and i don't even care fuck inflation fuck capitalism fuck it all at this point i'm ready to burn it down <laughs> burn it down jaggy because i i was cracking up at some of these car commercials too <laughs> the car commercials were the worst because it would be you know it's saturn it's a it's a toyota corolla and they're always like you know it's got air conditioning and am fm radio and i'm like <sighs> <laughs> no not am from radio well i was laughing because i was like at that point cd players weren't in cars widely yet Mm-mm. no way no. no way you still some of the cars had automatic windows but a lot of the cars <laughs> had the little roll down oh no, my god i my ashtrays all the cars had ashtrays i tell you what in the in the 1997 me wasn't mad about it i was already smoking sickies at that point in my life right. which is so sad um <laughs> I also, I also man, like, can we talk? Oh, God. I was going to say all the things that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Fruitopia and Gatorade Frost. Oh, Gatorade Frost is still around. Come on. Don't be, don't be hate. Wait, the, or not Gatorade Frost. I'm sorry. Oh. Mystic. Mystic drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's or, yeah. Like even like the, how prominent things like Snapple were back then, you know what I mean? Whereas now nobody, I feel like nobody drinks Snapple anymore. I remember in the last few years, I forget how long ago, it wasn't super long ago, but you know, Chad and I are in Wawa and I go to grab a drink and I was like, you know what I want? I want a strawberry kiwi Snapple. Like I want to get in the way back machine yeah. and get a strawberry kiwi Snapple. And here's the first thing Maya said. It's in a plastic bottle. Truth. It's yeah. in a plastic bottle. And I turn my Snapple over as you do to mix it. Really? And I smack the bottom as you do to mix it. Yeah. What are you, an animal? Of course you do. <laughs> Who doesn't smack it the bottom of the is Snapple? It's so unsatisfying to whack the bottom of a plastic <laughs> Snapple bottle that I was just like disappointed. It didn't, and, and it didn't pop. It, it, yeah. It, there's no pop. Like, it was just like, yeah. there's i don't know like that's like the pop cool girls the in my cool girls in my high school we sat there with our snapple and we're like thunk, 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 the bottom cool. of our snapple, you're a bad bitch you, right you know uh, i never drank the strawberry kiwi i was allergic oh no <laughs> so i had strawberry to kiwi peach. was my jam because i i've I never liked iced teas or lemonades um, so kiwi, anything that yeah. was non-citrus i was like oh i'm all over that yeah i'm all yeah. over that so yeah um that, oh my god like all of these what do we got we had uh a movie trailer for Con Air, mm-hmm. um, Jurassic Park, The Lost yeah. World, Austin Powers, The Fifth <laughs> Element. I, you know, it's funny because I wound up Googling what, what movies came out because I was like, man, some decent movies came out. Like 1996 was arguably a great year for film, but 1997 wasn't too shabby either. 1997 you, you was very good. You could go to the good. movies and not spend $5,000. You could go to the movies and not have to reserve it three weeks ahead of time. God damn it. Why does life suck now? <laughs> <laughs> seeing seeing world news tonight with peter jennings peter Je- oh my god can we talk about the, the the like just how you forgot in the 90s how commonplace like informer like the one how weird was the i am your child one like do you yeah. remember that i was like the fuck is going on like i was like wait am i ruining my kids like i gotta tell you maybe they're more effective now than they were in the 90s but when i watched these weird 90s like infomercial like this is just the more you know like commercials to remind you to like where you're like i love the like when do you know where your children are do you like you gotta love the 90s when you had to ask people if they knew where their children were like parents were so lucky back then you could be such a shitty parent that people had to remind you to check where your kids are (laughs) nowadays god forbid i don't have an app telling me every move they make like (laughs) like literally they don't move from the from the living room to the bathroom without an app telling me about it. But back in the 90s, my parents would be like, yo, shit, that's a good call. I haven't seen my kid in days. Hey, kid, <laughs> you alive? 
<laughs> and you'd like be in the other room on your Garfield phone and be like, yeah, bitch, I'm here. It's, all good. <laughs> it's gravy. I got 3D TGIF, motherfucker. Yeah. I know. Yeah. See, you if you had a Garfield phone, I, I had the Sports Illustrated football phone. Oh, uh, I didn't have either. I was like, I'm not bougie. No. I did have the one where you could see all the insides, though, which was that cool. I wanted that phone. I yeah, wanted that phone or DJ Tanner's lips phone. Oh, the DJ house. Again, no, I, I legit had enough. the I had the and here's the thing. I didn't have my own line. Um, so when I wanted to use the Sports Illustrated football phone, I would just go in the living room and unplug our regular phone and plug in the Sports Illustrated phone and then talk on that because my first in my room phone and I didn't have my own line for like I think I had my own line for like one year when they were sick of the AOL thing but in like senior year but my first phone was my old my grandmother's really big old one with like the huge numbers because she couldn't see Nice. So it was kind of gangsta because every number was like, like literally the size of our phone. Yeah, like, yeah. you could like whack them to call your friends. I still remember my best friend's phone number. Like, how oh. crazy is that? Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, that's too. I always, I always thought the I, I've been a hipster my whole life because I like I remember that we had a rotary phone like well after wow. people stopped using rotary phones. We still that's have this hipster, big. Yeah giant black clunky rotary phone and I always loved it god I really do pine for those simpler times I know that like I'm sounding more and more like an old lady but god uh, if only sweet little baby angel marissa back in 1997 just knew what was coming she had no clue she had no clue Oh my Seriously, goodness. if someone were to come and be like, guess what? In the in the year 2021, you're going to be in a lockdown with a quarantine and wear masks on your faces all the time because you're going to be literally escaping off this crazy virus. And that's going to be like the 10th most upsetting thing in your day. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Deb's yeah, birthday no, is Jackie. Deb's it it did remind us. Like, again, like, are we going to look back and, you know, 20 years from now and make fun of the commercials that we see now? Like what commercials, they, like they just, there's almost no commercial. What the ads the on YouTube, YouTube ads, <laughs> YouTube ads. Yeah. Yeah. That's my commercials is the oh YouTube God. ads that just and, interrupt. And now I'm like watching TikTok more, which I'm not proud of, but like, fuck that shit's addicting. Like I'm always like, Ooh, more, more, more. Like, you I'm know just- what? I've always prided myself on, I don't have TikTok. So I don't get caught up in the whole TikTok thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's pretty much what Instagram has become. Like not this, mm, like the regular yeah, see, feed, Insta, but when yeah. you go to Instagram, like they have like the short videos, it's everybody just uploading their TikTok stuff on Instagram. So for all intents and purposes, I have TikTok now because wow. that's all I see are people TikTok. So I now Same. know all of the TikTok trends and all of the sound clips that they always use. Material girl. The, yeah. Like no. all that stupid yeah. shit. Like and I'm like, I'll scroll through it. And I'm like, this is stupid. And then like an hour has gone by. Yes, and I'm like, what the, where does time I'm like, go? Why am I still watching this garbage? Why? Yeah. Me why? Too. Although I will say that my Instagram reels slash what is essentially TikTok, it at least <laughs> is algorithmed correctly for me where it almost exclusively shows me dogs. So oh, I'm nice. not sad about that. I get not tons of super geeky pop culture crap and that's what hooks me. And yeah. then the other one I get is like, dude, the cleaning hacks and like the cooking hacks. And the, I get sucked with the refill, the, the refill thing. I keep getting these things where it's like people like refilling their laundry detergent. Like people take their containers of laundry detergent and then they buy another glass container so they could put their laundry detergent in a glass container. Why? I guess I guess you have to be bougie and you can't have your home products in the container it's it comes absurd. in. It keeps coming up and I scroll past it, but like I keep getting these like, and it's like refills. Huh. Like I, I, I that hasn't I reached your, that hasn't come across my desk yet. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I do the cleaning ones, like they'll come up. Oh, those are fun. This refill thing keeps coming up for me. And I'm like, I don't click on you. Like, why do I keep getting refill things? (laughs) I'll be like, like, why do I care you refill? I need fridge. I need Skittles, Coca-Cola and wrapping paper. Cause I heard if I put those three things in the toilet and scrub really hard, it's going to be perfectly brand new. Like it never, and like, I'm like, but like, I'm just an idiot who literally just suckers. But again, like with having kids, it's inevitable that I'm always like, all right, let me see what's, what's, what's the haps with the cool kids these days. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And you also kind of need to make sure that your kids are safe because again, the world is terrible. So 
everything is out to especially get them. the internet i yeah. started watching pen like pen 15 like the penis show on hulu with them and at first it was so cute because it's like two comedians who like pretend they're still in middle school and they just go through how horrible middle school is and the first couple episodes were so great and they got to one that took a turn so quickly that was so graphic and so inappropriate that i was like fumbling to turn off the tv and the girls were like like making like cracking up because they were like mom we know that this is like pro clutching for you, but they were like, do you have any idea of the shit that's on the internet that we accidentally stumble upon? And I'm like, I can only imagine how just desensitized and mature and fucked up kids are today because of the internet. And, and my kids are really good in that. Like when I do my like weekly searches of their shit, it's really innocuous. And like all like Molly just watches TikToks about little stuffed animals and Kenzie just watches stuff about like art and like bougie hipstery artsy kid stuff. And they're really innocuous, but the stuff they accidentally stumble upon is 10 times worse. But then again, when we were 12, we were watching like stone cold horror films. Right. So like, I guess it all comes out in the wash is what I try to tell myself, but yeah, I, I feel like I remember, I mean, I want to say the worst that we did was, yeah, like we both have, you know, older brothers and it's like, you know, whatever, you know, Joey or my Brian was watching, like, well, we needed to watch it too. And whether or not our parents said we were allowed to or not was a whole nother story, but you know, me, you know, I remember Um, that my, I feel like my parents were not thrilled that I was into like rock and roll music, you know? And I mean, nothing even, you know, we're not going to sit here and call, you know, Van Halen death metal. Like it was Van Halen. Right. Know, like I wasn't that. listening to anything that hard either. Yeah. I, I will give Honor a credit for, for to, to, to their credit. They never censored what I watched, listened to. And like, my mom was always really cool. It's like, I remember when Jacket Little Pill came out, she like burst into my room. Cause I was like, did she come down on you? And meanwhile, I have no fucking clue. And she was yeah, like, do you, do you know what that means? And I was like, nah making out. <laughs> like, it's, just, like, it's another word for making out nah and she when she explained it i was like oh my lanta like i like clutched my pearls again because i was like oh who knew i was like running around the street singing to excellent album but again oh, i had yes. no clue what the half that shit was yeah i was so innocent yeah. i was a I didn't know what angel. That um i i thought like I'm not going to lie when she, when, you know, the whole go down on you in the theater, I'm like, well, that's when you sit in the back of the theater and you start making out and you slide down in the seat. So nobody sees you guys making out. That's what going down in a theater. Wow. Okay. See, I thought it was a handy. I was a little less. My brain wouldn't even go there. Nope. I'm like, that's when you make out, but you have to slide down in the seat. So nobody sees you making out. See, I think I was at I was at wrap my brain around a handy at that point in my life, but I was not at wrap my brain around what going down on someone was actually at that point in my life. So I was a sweet baby angel. What do you want from me? I didn't have any friends either. Nobody was explaining that to me. <laughs> um, I was too busy yelling about Kubrick when yeah, he tried to were. ask me what, like people were like, so what's your name? I'm like, you know who fucking sucks? <laughs> Kubrick. <laughs> but guys, you can get pizza for two bucks. <laughs> They're like, okay, we don't want to be her friend. Weird. Nobody yeah. hung out with me in high school and middle school. So weird. I don't understand it. It's weird. And, it and is. It's very strange. It's so strange. <laughs> so weird. Nobody wants to eat two dollar pizza with me. <laughs> well, that's why I keep you around because you will eat pizza whether it's two dollars or two hundred dollars with me. You know, baby. You yep. know it. Oh. That's why I love you. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, exploring The Shining. I loved having an excuse to go back and rewatch this. I yeah. appre- It was a perfect week for it because I had a lot of downtime thanks to illness. Mm-hmm. I am so excited for another year of snuggling and loving you and watching movies with you. And guess what? March Madness will be here before we know it, baby. I'm so excited for March Madness Ooh. this year. We've got we've got a lot of fun in store for March Madness. And since you had the Black Plague last time, I'm hosting again. You're in the hot seat again, kid. Last year when we recorded, actually, I had gotten my second round of COVID vaccination. And so I felt like absolute shit. I think I could, entire I could count on one hand the words you streamed together through most yeah. of like you were so what, What's worse is like, if, if you got to watch me record- I had a beanie and a hoodie on and every five minutes I was freezing cold. So I had them on and then I got super hot. So I took them off and then I got freezing cold. So I put them on. So it was literally me just changing clothes the entire time. And I put out the, the blanket statement of, if you see me put my head down, know that I'm listening to you. I just can't hold my head up right now. <laughs> it was, and it's, it was oh. such bad timing. Cause like, it's such a marathon. Like literally, uh, like oh, just a peek behind the curtain. Recording March Madness is such a marathon, and it's so hard to schedule. So it's like we didn't want to can't. You didn't want to cancel, but yeah. Like, 
Uh, yeah, trying to get four uh, four grown ass adults at the same point in the same time, generally for about six hours, anywhere between four to six hours, depending. Like I'm like, yeah, we can't reschedule. Like we have to do this. So uh, you were you were a trooper, kid. But that's why this year you deserve your full 100. You, I like hosting anyway because you know me. I don't like choosing anyway. And yeah, I get too aggressive. I'm either too aggressive or non-committal. There's no in between yeah, for really me. <laughs> it's too funny because you either die on a hill yeah. and take everyone down with care. you, or you're like, oh, I don't, no, I don't, I don't want to be the one to decide. I'm, I'm too nice. I like everything. And then it's like, fuck you. This is my choice. <laughs> I know. I really need to find that middle ground because I'm either like, well, I see both sides and you're both right. Or yeah. I'm like, fuck this. Like, yeah. it's, and, you're wrong yeah. and I hate you. So I think and that's I why I'm best suited to just, and yeah. I want to keep friends. I don't want to. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah. A lot of stuff coming down. Yeah. Cheers to, to if, if nothing else, 2022 will continue to be Jersey Ghoul's fun time. And Woo, that's we're very all I excited. need. That's all yeah, I need. Yeah, like I said, March Madness is right around the corner. We're continuing our decades. They will be peppered in throughout the year. And we've got a couple other fun episodes planned already. So it's mm-hmm. just, I'm just so excited. We hope you guys have had a pretty good start to 2022, that you're able to stay healthy. Uh, hopefully, you're not having any sort of illness or COVID or yep. I don't know, diarrhea today. I hope you haven't had yeah. diarrhea today. That's silver lining. <laughs> I have not. See, there you go. There's another always, beacon of light. Always look on the bright side. That's you right. haven't had diarrhea today. Knock on wood. <laughs> uh, thank you all for coming out. And remember, you can find us on all your favorite social media places and also on all of the podcasting places. And make sure you, you talk to us. We enjoy interacting with the audiences. So please. Yeah, apparently now you can rate and review on Spotify. That's what I hear. If you have not done that yet, it would be fucking awesome if you could rate and review us on Spotify, since that's where most of our plays come from. If you would be so kind, can I? I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal from Analog Jones, our buddies over there. Yeah. Um, because they always ask for rate and reviews, and they say if you can't think of anything to write, um, they make a joke that says like, you know, just write Stephen rules, Matt drools. So Ooh, like if it. you want to go ahead and give us five stars and then just write Steve rules, Matt drools, that would be hysterical. That would be amazing. <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to be the one drooling in this scenario. No, we're going to make, we're going to, it's all them. We, we absolutely rule. But we'll, yeah, if you, you go ahead and just, uh, that would be really awesome if you could rate and review us, or if you haven't done so on iTunes, it really does help us out. So do that thing. And as always, jerseyghouls.com, that's where you'll get all the information, all the episodes, all the, anything you could possibly want of the marissa and jackie show yay stay safe out there y'all bye-bye bye-bye bitch you doing a good job 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 fuck that laundry fuck that dish take a break and shake that shit you're listening to the geekscape network 